Welcome to the Growth Hacks Experiences podcast, where coaches, founders, and entrepreneurs share their skills, tips, and insights on how to become better leaders, better managers, better coaches. Juan, how are you? My name is Juan Carlos from Inspire Growth, and welcome back to an exciting episode from Growth Hacks Experiences. Today, I'm thrilled and honored to have as a guest Coco, Coco Wilhelm, right from Berlin. And before we start, I would like to also mention that we have a specific episode today where we're going to talk about the importance of communication. But we leave that for a moment first. Coco, how are you? Welcome. Hi, Juan. Great to be on the show. I've been listening to the show for quite a while now, and uh, it's it's nice to be on the other side of the uh, microphone rather than doing my own podcast. That's cool. <laughs> Great. Thank you. Thank you. And also for being here, actually, I love the, the fact how professional the setup you have actually there, actually, <laughs> the right sound and everything. Coco, and um, you know, this subject, it's it's in my mind for months, if I wouldn't say for years. I, I think actually the first time that I had a, the opportunity to have a big speech in front of a big crowd was about in 2017. And since then, it has been a, a sort of like a small desire to become a public speak uh, keynote person. Uh, and that is when it comes about the communication. Uh, and, and having a communication coach now is something that actually is indeed important for anyone that has such a dream. So Coco, if I may ask you, before we jump into those steps, could you tell us a little bit of what is your vision in, in the area of communication? What is your vision in the sector of, of uh, as a communication coach? Yeah, um, my big vision is really to help people become the expert that they already are. So they are an expert, that, but they're not being seen as the expert or they're not being recognized as the expert. And I kind of take off the wrappers and uh, give them the skills and the um, tips and tricks to really start communicating with more intention. And that's when the hap uh, magic happens. Oh, nice. So Coco, in the, if, if I would say we all come through this, something that we call from the, from there's a Japanese concept called the Satori, uh, the Kenzo Satori concept, but that will be translated into a question of like, what was your one of your hardest challenges in life? What did you learn from it that create now this wonderful co communication coach that you are now? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, I think for me, um, a bit of a turning point really is um, I was living in the UK and I was really desperate to go and live somewhere else. I just didn't want to be in the UK. So when I was at university, I took the opportunity to do an Erasmus program in Finland. And I thought, oh, that's okay. I'll pick up Finnish when I'm there, you know. And um, it was really, really, really hard to learn Finnish. And I'm a chatty person, right? So I love meeting people. I love finding out about their businesses, about their kids, what they're doing. And I felt like I was in this very, very tight, awful linguistic bubble. Not just linguistic, but there seemed to be two layers. There was like the linguistic layer 
but the hardcore on the outside of that linguistic layer that didn't let me float very well was the cultural layer. And I have to say, I was really miserable the first three months in Finland because I just felt completely trapped. But I was really persistent and I was really determined to learn Finnish because when I first arrived in Finland, I met quite a few very arrogant uh, expats that were not making any effort at all to speak Finnish. And I thought, well, I am not going to be one of those. So I was really determined to learn Finnish. And I tell you, there were tears and I got, I was so frustrated sometimes, but I did learn Finnish. And I ended up being one of the very, very few expats in Finnish that not only spoke uh, Finland, that not only spoke Finnish, but I actually, you know, started up a little teaching gig there and I was doing a, a bit of journalism and all kinds of things. And I would never have had any of those opportunities if I hadn't have persisted to get out of those those bubbles, the linguistic and the cultural bubble. Wonderful. Wow. It, first learning, then teaching. And all in the sense of communication is the key for us to unlock the potential of people around us as well. That's right. You know, and communication isn't just a point of saying what you have to say. You know, it's about how you say it, how you make somebody feel, how you um, relate to that person. It's about relationship building, isn't it, really? Exactly. Relationship building. Yeah, yeah. Coco, and now that we have uh, get on board of the, the wagon of communication and, and the, the understanding of this journey that we entrepreneurs, founders, leaders, uh, coaches, we all have, what would you say are the first steps that normally someone could take into developing their communication skills? I think, first of all, it's very important to observe, to observe yourself, but to observe other people. And I'm not talking about that kind of jealousy observation where you look at somebody and say, oh, my goodness, they're such an amazing speaker. They can always persuade anybody to do anything. N not with this um, negativity, but to look at it in a really open Uh, kind of almost uh, like a groupy kind of way, you know, just like looking at what they're doing and like, wow, that's really clever. Now, how did they do that? What words did they use? What were they doing with their hands? Were they standing up straight or were they crouched over? You know, um, were they standing up or sitting down? All of these things give you a really great um, opportunity to look at other people, but to also reflect on your own communication. How am I coming across? Especially if you have a conversation or a discussion where it goes either really well or really badly. Now it's hard to look at yourself when you've done badly because you've, you know, you're really annoyed and frustrated, but you know, it's really valuable if you can give yourself a little bit of space, but then come back to that fairly quickly while it's fairly fresh in your mind and say, okay, you know what? I'm gonna learn from this. What did I do wrong? Was I too pushy? Was I, you know, racing through the door? For example, in some very direct cultures, they want to go into business in the third second, you know, and that just doesn't work for every culture. And not, I'm not just talking about international cultures. I'm also talking about corporate cultures, industry cultures. So observation for me is huge. That would be the first big step. Wonderful. Indeed. Uh, knowing your crowd, understanding your audience, Do, do, yeah. you, do you think actually indeed uh, is uh, there is an importance in connection that you 
need to establish in the first seconds, in the first moments with people? Yeah, you know, a lot of people say to me, oh, you know, Corinne, you've got this great rapport, you can reach out to people, you know, you seem to be so comfortable on the stage, which incidentally, I'm not always, but people seem to think that I look and feel confident on the stage. But, um, you know, it, it comes down to the fact that um, you need to be, you need to be really present with the person that you're focusing on. So you really need to lean into people. Um, you really need to try and be genuinely interested in other people. Find out about them, not necessarily by stalking them, but just ask questions. People love to talk about themselves. They love to share about what their dreams are, what, what they want to achieve, where they want to go, um, what's important to them, their values, their their ideals, all of these things. And I think if you are very, very uh, open and honest with people, and I am a very open book, um, I think it, it's very easy to talk to people like that because um, I'm also quite, you know, I'm the first to say, oh, my German isn't great or whatever. You know, I'm the first to own up to my uh, weaknesses and I often make fun of my own inadequacies. And of course, this vulnerability invites people in because they're not talking to somebody perfect. Um, they're no longer speaking to the keynote speaker. They're talking to Coco, and Coco's been here too. And I think this is this uh, approachability is, is huge. And I think building rapport is made, up to be, made out to be something very, very complex. But actually, I think it's something that is quite easy if you start thinking about it in a different way. And you stop putting yourself on a pedestal or you stop being paranoid about what people will think of you. Wow. Yeah. And if I if I may add, I was I will consider as well that this is very applicable to being a leader inside of a team, communicating yeah. every day, no, as well. What's your experience been of that, Juan? Do you have anything to add to that, what I just said? Yeah, you, you know, uh, this was actually an interesting uh, transition in my life, in professional life, because um, when I was leading teams in a, in a larger crowd, my, my first inclination was to create the perfect vision, create the 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 perfect culture. I wanted to to make everyone completely proud about where they were working, uh, motivate them with uh, stories, with uh, speeches. Nonetheless, uh, it's also important to to understand. I I in the hard way on the hard way I had to learn uh, that not everyone communicates in the same way. Uh, not everyone needs to have this uh, inspirational speech every every time every 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 monday yeah some people find it a bit over the top don't they exactly. yeah you're right so you have to really zone in to who your audience is and that brings us back to what we were saying about observation right if you observe how people communicate with other people that's normally a pretty good indicator of how they want you to speak to them uh, so there are step by step learners there are um you know, people that like to, you know, write things down. There are people that like to, you know, do something active. You know, all of these different learning styles. It's not just about learning something. It's also about how they're going to receive your message. Yeah. Yeah. 
also the, or, or how our body in, in... Oh, totally totally i mean our body actually says a lot more about us than our words right so our words are something like seven percent uh, but our body language is actually a lot more, you know, our body language is more like, I think it's 37%. I'd have to double check that for you. Wonderful. Indeed. But um, we, we instinctively um, process body language a lot faster than the, the speed at which we process language, especially if you're not a native speaker, right? If you're a non-native speaker, you're having to work a little bit harder to get every one of those words untangled in your head and the grammar kind of worked out. But body language is instant, right? Yeah. I, you know, it's funny story is that I, I came, uh, I started in a German school all my life in Ecuador. I come from Ecuador. Um, and the, my father used to repeat this sentence to us when we were children. Uh, he used to say, like, the reason you're going to a German school is because I want you to, to learn to speak strongly, uh, hard. Right. Everyone. So that was actually interesting, funny, because he didn't speak German at all. He was not oh. even European. <laughs> oh, how funny. But so that he's was... obviously picked up this reputation then somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. In, insane it, that was inter very interesting to see actually he only saw it on the tvs uh, on the tv and that's what how he picked up that this strength in the language that wow. the german the german language has it yeah, does i mean i mean the germans can be super direct right and sometimes that can feel a little bit intimidating um and when i went to finland they speak even more direct than the, the germans i mean they say make the sound germans sound quite soft so when I first got there, I thought, oh, my goodness, what is going on in this? I was living in a hotel when I first moved there. And uh, I thought, what is going on? Everyone seemed to be shouting each other and, and hostile the whole time. But it was only when I started learning the language and having to make those peculiar sounds with my voice doing funny shapes um, that I realized that that is just the way they speak. That wasn't anything to do with the corporate culture or anything like that. I'd made an assumption, an incorrect assumption, that I needed to work on afterwards. Wow. Yeah. The intonation, indeed. Now, Coco, oh, yeah. we, we have analyzed the audience. We have uh, understood the first steps and of, or understanding or the, the ways how we can communicate. What would you recommend a person that is going to give a speech in the coming months and is preparing themselves uh, for that moment. I, I understood that actually there's something that- Sorry, there was a little break there. Could you repeat that part for me? Yeah, of course. So I, what would you recommend, for example, someone that is going to give a speech in, in the coming months, in the coming weeks, and they need to visualize that moment. Is there something they should practice in terms of how they are going to be in that moment already or should they just go with it on no, the floor? don't just go with it <laughs> <laughs> i mean you can try but uh no guarantees for your success with that um what i would say is um a lot of people focus on what you want to say 
okay they're working on the slides they're working on any visuals they're working on their, their script on what they want to say maybe their call to action i hope they're thinking about their call to action um but a lot of it is about connecting with the audience okay so very often I notice that people come onto the stage and I'm a mentor at Toastmasters. So I have the opportunity to help our very new members to get up on stage the first time and do that icebreaker, for example. And the first time you do a, a speech on a stage, it can be intimidating, can't you? You've got everybody looking at you and you're like, oh my goodness, it's time to perform now. Um, but they're just people. They all go to the loo like you. They all wash their hair in the way as you. I mean, they're just people at the end of the day. So what I try and do is I try and encourage people to get onto the stage and just take a moment and look at everybody in the audience before you say a word and just be grateful. And just take a moment to, to just engage with your audience. And this moment of quiet shouldn't feel awkward it should give them a chance to to process ah something's happening now i need to pay attention and bring them in with warmth yeah um don't don't look at them with that kind of teacher look you know <laughs> but with warmth like you know looking around the room and then i would say um yes of course you need to have a script yes it's useful to have powerpoints presentations as long as you don't have just text on there otherwise please get rid of them um but uh, i would say focus on how are you going to connect with your audience which questions are you going to ask are you going to get them to stand up or uh, raise their hand or interact with you in some way i went to um, a webinar the other day and there was this lady, she'd obviously read that you have to interact with your audience. And she was saying, who here? And she would ask a question, um, raise your hand. And she was doing this. And, and every time she's like, you know, and it just, first of all, it looked like a break sign because it was like this. And secondly, it felt, it felt like you were a bit of a kindergarten. Like it felt like you were a at school or something being having to you know do this you know it, it didn't feel very authentic so if you are going to get people to interact do it in a way that is you know respectful of your audience and um sure you can bring them in you can get them to use the chat if you're on an online call like this you can use all kind of wonderful tools um but you can also just ask questions you know, find out about people and you can do that before you go on the stage. You know, there might be a coffee break beforehand. So mingle and find out about people. And um, that will make um, people want to listen to you. Wonderful. Wonderful. I'm happy that we can actually also have these, these episodes on YouTube because I can go through my transcripts, make all the notes of the questions that you gave me so I can practice this as well. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah i mean that's what i do with my clients i say to them if you've got a meeting on friday and it's um it's an important meeting because you want to make your point or uh it's a new boss that you want to impress on or whatever it is then you know just call me you know just let me know and we'll jump on a call 20 minutes before you go in so you're thinking in english 
that you're ready, you've done a dummy run, and then you can go in there with confidence. And at the beginning, people are like, can I really ask her to do that? It seems like a little bit, but that's just the way I work. I love that, you know, and every time I do a dummy run with somebody, we work on something, we find something, we, I find something to accentuate, hey, you're really good at this, or what I really loved was this, or, you know, that thing there, mm, I, I would try, what about this, you know, so I get to know them better, I get to know their industry better, they get a better opportunity to practice beforehand, and they don't go in as nervous. Yeah. yeah it's difficult to show up as the expert if you're panicking. So it's confidence that you need, confidence and feedback and motivation. Exactly. From a place of calmness, confidence just comes as easy as possible. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Coco, um, considering that in our in our community, we have entrepreneurs that they always are speaking uh, about their businesses with their pitch decks, or we have now also our business coaches from, from Mind Valley, from Evercoach, that they also want to start practicing their signature speeches. And they would like to uh, work on it with a communication coach. How could they get best in touch with you, Coco? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm on LinkedIn, uh, and I'm a little bit on Instagram, but the best place to catch me is on my website, which is EnglishSpeakingExperts.com. I also have a WhatsApp fluency booster. So for somebody who um, they, they feel like they, they have a speech coming up and, you know, they can practice the speech, but they're not sure that they have that fluency that they need. That's something we can do via WhatsApp very easily. And it's like very low commitment and it's quite a lot of fun, really. <laughs> oh, wow. So, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I like that. I think it's very important. You know, I've learned five languages for my career and um, it's feedback and and uh, practice that gives you fluency. And without that, if you just go once a week to a session, I mean, it might be a nice break from work, but realistically speaking, you're not going to move the dial on your fluency by going to one lesson a week. That's Super. <laughs> <laughs> Super. We're going to make sure actually to put in the video in our in our old social channels, all the links and the link to the WhatsApp group. So we can actually also get engaged on Great. the learning methods. One question, Coco, and this is one of, it has been turning in one of my favorite questions in, in Growth Hacks experiences. Um, imagine that you had the opportunity to put the biggest billboard in the moon, and that billboard will be able to display a message to the whole world. What will be that message, Coco, and why? Speak up and share your brilliant self. Because I think there's a lot of people who are brilliant, really brilliant. And that's what got me into all of this. I was working with a team in London and I had five very junior members of staff. We were going through a, a, a merger and acquisition and they were all petrified about losing their jobs, you know. And I had to really pull them out of that and motivate them and tell them what they were good at. And, you know, within six months, I'd completely transformed the team from a bunch of oh, I don't do anything. They didn't want to upset anyone. They didn't want to give anybody any chance, you know, to say, okay, we don't need them. Uh, to being really creative, really like working as a team. We got some great systems in place. And, you know, that was a very enjoyable experience. 
for all of us. We all grew, not just them. I also grew as a leader. Wonderful. And certainly if, if asking for help is the best thing that we can do in life. Yeah. And that all comes from learning how to communicate. Yeah. Coco, that has been an amazing lesson. Um, personally, I feel that actually I already have a lot of things that I want to start practicing right away. Uh, thank you for this wonderful moment. You're most welcome. It was a total pleasure to be on your show. Thank you, Coco. I wish everyone a wonderful day, Coco. And for our audience, if you want to, if you have a question for Coco, if you have a question about the links, the questions that for this episode, please share in the comments. Uh, subscribe, follow us, and share the love. Coco, have a wonderful day. Take care. Take 